Today we're in our series, The Promised Holy Spirit, and um, I want to just take some time. Um, I've got a, probably a few more messages on this, maybe the rest of the month, the last Sundays of the month, last couple of Sundays this month. Um, but I want to I talk about and focus on the word yield. I want to focus on, on what yielding to the Holy Spirit is. Um, in Romans 8, one of our foundational passages that we've been reading, uh, and this is in the New King James, Romans 8 and verse 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God, sons and daughters of God. As many as are led by the Spirit. And that word led means when you, in a, in, in a number of different translations, it, it means to yield, to give place to the Holy Spirit, to give place to. And I want to talk about that today because I, I, the rest of the time that we have today, I, I want to just talk about in a practical way how to yield to the Holy Spirit. I mean, you know, the Holy Spirit, Bible calls Him the Holy Ghost, you know. Some people, when they think of ghosts, they think of, you know, Casper and different ones or real mean ghosts or bad ghosts or bad spirits or whatever. But the word ghost in, in the translation in the New Testament is spirit. It's, it's the Holy Spirit. And he's, as we've talked about in the last few weeks, He's not an it. The Holy Spirit is not an it. It's not a thing. You know, it's not just some idea. The Holy Spirit is a person. He, the Holy Spirit. We've talked about the fact that He's a helper. He's a comforter. He's an advocate. He's one that stands by you. He's one that never leaves you nor forsakes you to the ends of the earth. But you can have the Holy Spirit and know you do, but also not know how to yield to Him, be led by Him. That verse of Scripture, verse 16 of Romans 8 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons and daughters of God. Uh, one translation says, the manifested sons and daughters of God. Because we believe it, and we believe in the person of the Holy Spirit, but what He was sent here to do. We've talked about in the last few weeks. What, what are some of the main things that He was sent here to do? Number one, to help us. But if you don't think you need help in life, why would you turn to Him? Why would you look to Him if you don't think you need help? I'm telling you, I don't care who you are, what you've ever done, you need help. You were created to need help. Holy Spirit was sent to help you. And He's also been sent to reveal all truth to us. He's also been sent to reveal things and disclose things that are to come. I don't care what you think you know about the future, He's already there. And if you're born again, He lives in you. I mean, just, just from a natural standpoint, how valuable is that to know the future before it comes? 
He was sent here to do that for you and I. I'll just tell you right now, we don't have any excuse. Well, we have a lot of excuses, but we don't have any excuse. All the things that we've talked about in the last few weeks that he was sent here to do, that's what he's here for. And it's not a game, it's not a joke, he's real. Verse 15 says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Verse 16 says, For the Spirit Himself, the Spirit Himself, the Spirit of God Himself, not itself, but Himself, bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. His Spirit bears witness with our spirit. Now, you were created, most of you know this, but you were created a three-part being. You have, you have a soul, you live in a physical body, but you are a spirit. You were created in the image of God. He is spirit. We were created spirit. This body, your spirit man leaves your body, you're dead. Your body is dead. It ceases to exist because the life in you is the spirit, your, your human spirit. When you get born again, your human spirit becomes alive and becomes one with the person of the Holy Spirit. And that's what he's saying here. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit, our human spirit. Notice, uh, oh, you have it. <clears throat> We're back to the screens. The Spirit, big S, big God, big Spirit, the Spirit himself, bears witness with our little spirit, our human spirit, that we're children of God. Can you say amen to that? We need to know that there is Him and there's us. Amen? And because I'm one with Him doesn't make me Him. He's still Him, but I'm one with Him and I get all the benefits of Him. I mean, some ignorant people might think, well, you know, and He gets the benefit of me. People that just don't know any better. We're talking about the one that knows everything about everything. And nothing's missing. I mean, everybody in here has different backgrounds, different forms of education. One person may know a little more of this than that than the other. He knows it all about all of it. And he lives in me. And he lives in you. If you're born again. He's alive in us. We have to know how to yield to Him. And we have to be in a place in our life where we're practicing that all the time or we'll be talked out of anything that appears to be Him. You'll be talked out. I don't care who you are or who you think you are, you will be talked out of it if you don't practice it. Practicing yielding to the Holy Spirit doesn't sound real spiritual. But is there anything in life, anything, that you ever got proficient at that you didn't practice? As a young person, I was a golfer. 
My dad was a golf pro, so I was raised in the golf world as a golfer. So I played golf all the time because my dad was a golf pro, and golf was free. <clears throat> and so I played golf. And I got good because I what? I practiced. Got lots of trophies because I practiced. I, I made a name for myself in my little world because I practiced. And that's just hitting a little white ball. I want to be proficient at yielding to the voice of the Spirit versus any other idea or thought. Does it ever seem like to you that God helps some people more than others? Does it ever look like that to you? You know why? He does. Yeah. Yet, he's no respecter of person. I don't care what you do, what you have, don't have, no, no matter. He's no respecter of person, right? There's two races of people in the earth, saved and unsaved. And the unsaved were called to be saved. In the kingdom of God, we, you, I'm talking about reading the Bible. There's two races of people. You say, yeah, but you know, we're different color. Yeah, we're just, some people have a, their mix of water and dirt, their dirt was just a little darker, a little lighter than the next person. That's it. You're several buckets of dirt and water mixed together, and that's who we are physically. Two races of people. Everybody say, two races. Saved and unsaved. That's it. All the other stuff. All the other stuff has been man-created. And, and, and listen to me, what they say is racial issues and things out. It's real stuff because it really happened. But we can't live there. You and I have to live and learn how to live in the kingdom because if not, you'll yield to other voices, other ideas, other ways of thinking, and you won't do what He wants. Do you think... That the creator of the universe that created every single person that's ever breathed has every answer to every situation we face. I'm talking about the one that knows everything about everything. That's who we need to be yielding to. But we, ha we have to know how to do it. Now, I'm just warning you right now. What I'm fixing to say is going to get really good. But I'm not finishing it till next week. <laughs> Just warning. <clears throat> I'll listen to it online. Yeah, you can, whatever. But just remember that. <clears throat> but the difference in those that God helps, where it appears that He's helping and not helping, are those who are spirit led, those who are yielding, right? You know what I say over this church? I say, Every one of us are spirit-led. How about you? I say we hear the voice of God and we don't pay attention to the other voices. Now, I'm going to define this for the rest of the service and next week also. But the voice of the Spirit is not really a voice. 
And I think what happens is people get trapped in trying to hear voices. Mm. Most people got enough voices going on up here. <laughs> Hearing all kinds of crap Ola from our past. Everybody. The voice of the Spirit, I mean, I just get chills when I think about it. The voice of the Spirit, it's not really a voice, it's a knowing. It's not really a voice, it's, 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 it is, but it's not, because if you're looking for a voice, nine and a half times out of ten, God's not going to speak an audible voice. I'm not telling what God what He can or can't do, that's the way He set it up in His Word. It's not an audible voice most of the time. I'm not saying he can't and hasn't. He can do whatever he wants. But he set it up as a knowing on the inside of us that we just know that we know that we know. And that's what we've got to practice. And that's what we have to become familiar with to be able to know the difference in what we believe in and what we don't believe in. Because I'll just tell you this. You, You know me. You're always going to get a bunch of scriptures because it's not my opinion, it's what I've found out from the Word. And if you don't take what I say and you go judge it for yourself, I could say bad on you or no, I'm not going to put anything on you bad. But I'm saying, it's your and my fault if we take something someone says and we don't go find it out in the Word itself. It's vital. It's vital that we do that. But the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit. Now, I want you to look at this verse in 2 Corinthians 13.1. And I really believe here lies the first part of about four keys to yielding to the voice of the Spirit. And it's found in 2 Corinthians 13.1. Paul said, this will be the third time I'm coming to you by the mouth of Of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. The mouth of two or three witnesses. Now, I'm just really trying to take my time in what I'm saying here. And you know, don't never allow yourself to feel like you're being talked to like you don't know anything. I'm, I'm talking to you from what God has revealed to me. A message like this, I haven't taught a lot of, we'll teach more of in the future, but the more that the Word and the understanding of God's Word becomes real to me, I can share it. I don't, I don't just share things off the top of my head, I share things that are working in me because I've practiced not perfected in me, but working in me. And so, so when I'm sharing this with you, I'm sharing with you the way that I view yielding to the Holy Spirit, okay? And he said, in the mouth, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. Notice what we said in Romans 8, 16. Um, The Spirit Himself bears witness. What would we just say in 
By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. Here in verse 16 of Romans 8, I know they're probably not going back and forth. I'm I'm just trying to make a point here. The Spirit Himself bears witness with my spirit. How many witnesses is that? By the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Now, The Word of God, the Bible, the Word of God is like the words of God. If I see Eric and I'm talking to Eric, Eric knows what I'm saying because of my words. The Bible are his words. A lot of times, somebody will hear a verse of Scripture and take half the Scripture and try to build a doctrine around half a Scripture. I've never seen that work one time. Now, it'll work to suffice for what I'm trying to get to happen in my life that isn't necessarily what God wants to happen, but a lot of times, you know, people will try to take just a little piece of something instead of having two or three or four or five or six or a half a dozen different witnesses from the Word of God revealed to them that it's really true, that it'll really work that way. See, we don't want this to be a game. We want this to be real. We want it real. So he said, out of the mouth are two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Um, so I want to I read a couple other passages of Scripture to confirm the two witnesses of the Holy Spirit and your spirit. I want to confirm that. Because it's not enough for me just to read that in the one place, but I want to confirm it. Uh, there's a, it's all through Scripture, but I'm just going to give you a couple of passages. Um, because, because when you and I get the witness from the Holy Spirit, the witness empowers me to yield to Him. I can tell you this. I've never met an individual that believed that something that was told to them was real, that they had a hard time moving in that direction. It's when people are confused, they have a hard time knowing which way to go. Well, you just never know what God's going to do. Huh? I mean, I just, I mean, Pastor, you think that was God? What? So you tell me something and I say, well, you know, sounds like God. But then there's, Bible, there's Scripture that says there's a way that seems right or things that sound good, but they're not necessarily right. You know, the Bible says in, in, um, somewhere in Luke, uh, maybe 10 and 19, so I think that's what it is, 10 and 19, it says that the enemy disguises himself as an angel of light in such a way trying to get people to think that certain things are God when they're really not. What we want, I, I want to be, I want the, the, the connection of the two witnesses, which are kind of co-witnesses, Holy Spirit and my spirit, I want that to be working in my life so that I can yield to God in a given situation or at a given moment when I need to hear from Him. Can you say Amen. 
So I want to I look at, I want to turn to Acts chapter 5 and verse 29. Look at this for just a moment. <clears throat> the disciples were under heavy persecution. Things were coming against them in the early, in the early chapters of the book of Acts, in the early days of the, of the church. There was a lot coming against him. Why? Because there were phenomenal miracles and manifestations that were happening. And it says in verse 29, But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging on a tree. Him, Jesus, God has exalted to his right hand to be prince and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we, we are his witnesses to these things. And so, also, everybody say also, is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. Notice we see the witness of their spirit and the witness of the Holy Spirit. You see that there? You see how clear that is? So, so... We are like, we're like dual witnesses, co-witnesses, co-connectors to this. We, you and I play a part. See, why does it look like God helps some people more than He does others? Well, you know, we just didn't have enough faith. No, didn't say that. God's no respecter of person. It's not that a person doesn't have faith, they don't have developed faith in connection with God. That's what we need. And in that connection, that development, that practicing, we learn how to yield. We learn how to hear and then yield to that voice and what he's saying and not all the other voices. That's what he was saying right there. He said, we're witnesses and also is the Holy Spirit who is the witness. So, he's this, there's two witnesses. They're, like I said, there's, they're co-witnesses. <clears throat> and we have to ask and yield to this voice or this knowing, not voices, but to this knowing. Not yielding to a plethora of different voices out there because there's voices everywhere, right? There's ideas everywhere. We have to be people that are spirit-led, not Head-led, if you want to say it like that. Now, I'll give you like five other examples of being led, and these are voices. There's the voice of the Spirit, the knowing of the Spirit, or you can be head-led. You can be emotionally led. You can be politically led. Hmm? You can be culturally led. You can be generationally led, you know. Family did it this way, well, we're going to do it this way. You can be politically led, how? Well, granddad was a Republican, his dad was a Republican before him, right? Or Democrat either way. So today I just vote straight ticket and, what you, and you do what? You don't think about anything. You don't listen to anything. You don't judge anything. You don't develop anything. There's no development. 
you know what you believe, but there's no such thing as just voting a straight ticket. Well, you know, it's just easier that way. Yeah, because you don't have to do any work. And it's the same way with being led by the Spirit of God. Well, you know, we'll just try this one, and we'll just see if this is God, or we'll see if that's God. No, it's not enough. There's a way, there's a process that you get to a place where you learn how to yield to that knowing. And it cannot be done separate from the Word of God. Have you ever had anybody tell you something that they felt like was God, but you couldn't find it in the Word? Throw it out. Everything that God says, He bases on His Word. It takes time to find it. Have you ever had a prophetic word spoken over you? You better not believe the prophets. You better believe in the Spirit of God. Prophets are sent and here, and they're here to help us. They're here, you know, the the Bible says you can war and fight with prophetic words that were given to you that you know are right. You have a responsibility to judge everything ever said to you, whether it's what I'm telling you today, or I don't care who it is. You have a responsibility, you and I do. I'm not talking down to you, I'm talking at you. We have to be challenged in this way because in difficult times and moments, and we've had many to this point, but I'm telling you, there's all kinds of things that we're faced with in the future, but the Holy Ghost in us is already there. It's a win-win. Yeah, but Pastor, what if this happens? Or what if we die face-to-face with God? It's a win-win. How can you lose when the head of the church has given us all of the angels of God to work on our behalf. How can you lose? But you got to know that. So that fear doesn't grip your heart, so that you don't make decisions based on fear. You make decisions by waiting, meditating, asking, and then yielding to the voice or the knowing. Not the plethora of different voices, different ideas. How many different ideas are out there? All I'm giving you today is, I mean, my ideas, my ideas have to do with my interpretation of what I see in the Word, okay? But I have nothing to gain. I'm not, I'm not up here preaching the Word to you against this person, that person, against this political guy or somebody else in, in the church world that doesn't believe exactly the way that I do. You'll never, in 32 years, you've never heard me do that one time. I don't even have to ask you if you heard me because I don't do it. I'm giving you what I believe God gave me as a five-fold ministry pastor in an office to administer things that God has given to me to build you up and encourage you, but you got to take what you hear and do something with it. I, I have nothing to lose or to gain in the things that I'm saying except gaining the approval of the head of the church by ministering what he would be ministering if he was standing up here that's how much you have to know that in the office that I stand in. We don't, it's not a game. I'm not just preaching something off the top of my head or something that sounds good or something I just heard someone else. I mean, I've heard many messages. I continue to listen to messages, but I have to make them my own. Let them, I spend time with them, develop them. Let, 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 
myself, I've got to know from him that that's what he wants me to preach. So when I preach it, it produces. And, that, and, and, that, and, and the judgment of that is not based on how, how well I orate the Word of God, how well I put it out there. It's what I say. And if you receive it, it'll produce in your life. <clears throat> in the name of Jesus. Amen? So, <clears throat> other verse I wanted to read was in Romans 9.1. And Paul said, I tell the truth in Christ, I'm not lying. My conscience also, everybody say also, there's that word again, bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit. My conscience also bearing me witness with what? The witness of the Holy Spirit. My conscience and the witness of the Holy Spirit. The two. We're co-laborers, right? We are, we're, we're dual witnesses of what is absolutely true. Your conscience, and we talked about it in the last few weeks, your conscience is the voice of your spirit. That, that it, 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 it's the knowing that your human spirit acquires because of the Holy Spirit, you allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth that you hear. That's why it's so vital that we have daily routines, that we have that we come and hear the Word taught and we do something with what we hear. It's why it's so vital so the Holy Spirit can reveal something to us. He will not reveal to you a bunch of air. And He will not reveal to you truth from just movies you watch or ideas that you acquire from other places. He won't do it. It has to come through the Word of God. And when we do that, and we allow the Word of God to be first place in our life, He can show you things that are to come. He can show you truth about certain situations that in the natural you would never get. You'd never understand. <clears throat> so I'll say it like this. My conscience is the expression of my spirit. Hmm. So we're not trying to hear voices. I want to know that voice in the form of a knowing. I'll say it again. I want to know that voice in the form of knowing that I know that I can't be talked out of. It's real. It's real. I don't care what it is, it's real. So, I want to read this last passage that I'm going to read for today. And <clears throat> and I have two things I want to, I want to really drive home and then we'll, we'll, we're going to look at this again next week. In 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 9, we read these three or four verses last week, and I'm going to read them again. Paul said this, But as it is written, eye has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. Not based on what you see, not based on what you hear, not based on your mind, not, not, not head-led, not emotionally led, not any other way of being led, not based on natural things, but he said, but God has revealed them to us, the things that he's done for us, 
He's revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit of God searches all things, even the deep things of God. For what man, for, for what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except what? The Spirit of God. And where is the Spirit of God? In me. You know what that means? I can know the deep things of God. Nobody knows the deep things of God except the Spirit of God, but if the Spirit of God and my Spirit are one, then I can know the deep things of God. I don't know about you, but to go deeper takes some effort. To go deeper, it takes effort. Then he says this, now, we have received not the spirit of the world, or the thinking of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. How do we know those things? We're co-witnesses. Holy Spirit in me has got all the answers, because He knows everything about everything, my human spirit has to be developed and has to grow. And when my conscience tells me that the Word of God has revealed to me something different than what I see with my eyes or what I hear with my ears, there lies the victory when I can, with my words, declare that something is a certain way because of what was revealed to me. Amen? Jesus said this, the works that I do, he said that he did, you'll do, and even greater works because now I go to the Father, I'm at the right hand of the Father representing you in all dominion, power, and authority. And the only way for the Word to work for us is if it's been revealed to us, number one, by the Spirit, and then we yield to it in the moment. Only when we yield to it. I want you to think about a couple things. Um, <clears throat> if you come to me and you ask me something, you come and you say, Pastor, I, 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 need, I need help. How many in here need help? Sorry, but I was created to need help and finally figured it out. I ignored it for years and years. But then I realized I needed help. So, if you come to me, if Dale comes to me and says, Pastor, I've got this financial situation. I've been in a really bad way, and I just I need you to help me to, to know how to get out of this and deal with, with certain things. Well, if I'm, a, if I'm a good pastor and smart, any information I get him, that I give him, I'm going to get from him. Right? Okay? So, ultimately, what's best is that Dale gets it from him. But until Dale's ready to get it from him, he needs to get it through me to help him be led to him. Right? Okay, so... 
If I wasn't the pastor of this church, but I was in this church and I was single, and I knew everybody in the church, and I was kind of just growing, I'd been saved for a number of years and I was growing in the things of God and had something difficult in my life. I know I could go to the Dunnings, I could go to the Atkins, to the Lamonts, and they would give me wisdom because of what I know they know, they would give me wisdom from God about my situation. How, how many else in here today, by the lifting of your hand, believe that you could help me with a situation that God has the answer for. How I many just lift your hand? Just say, I, I, you could help me. Okay. That's why we need the church. But that's why in the church, people need know, to know how to hear the Holy Ghost because you don't, ju- in Dale's situation, he comes to me, he doesn't need just what I think, right? I mean, because there's nobody that knows everything about finances and financial situations like him. He knows everything about everything, and he lives in me. So, anybody that used to come to me and get biblical advice and spend time with me years ago, I may have given you certain things years ago that today, over the last probably 25 years, there may be times you come in and I'll say, you know what? I don't know, but I'll get the answer. Many of you have sat with me and I said, you know what, I'll let you know. Because right then in the moment, I may hear exactly what I need to say, and I'll say it. But if not, why would I give you just my opinion about something? Because my opinion is not going to help you like the information that will come from the Holy Ghost about how to get you to overcome in a situation. You know why? Because... What I'm trying to do, what I want to do, what you need to do with people that come to you, they ask you questions about specific things, you need to give them information, give God the glory in the way you're doing. I'm not talking about false humility. I'm talking about giving God the glory to lead people to a place to realize, wow, the the information they give me, I could give to other people the same way. Yeah, because we learn to yield to the Holy Ghost. You need to draw people or, or, or direct people to the person of the Holy Spirit. That's the key. The Word of God that you're putting in your ears and your eyes, that is getting down in your heart, that you're allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal to you, is so vital so that when you find yourself in a difficult situation, you don't just refer back to things you used to do in the past, you don't just revert to what seems right, what appears to be right, what the popular opinion is about it, and what's popular with most people or what everybody else says that they're doing. You want to know what he says. And next week, I want to give you two more things about how to know that you're yielding to the right information. And I'll just say this. The right information is the Word of God. But remember what I said the devil does? 
He comes like an angel of light, like information of light. There are things that appear to be right, but they're not right. Who's really right? I mean, do we live in a world where, you know, it's just like, whatever, you you can believe whatever. All roads lead to God. Well, they don't concerning the Bible. In our, we do a 12-step recovery program. It's an open meeting. We do it once a month here at Gates for people that have different addictions, that maybe they're presently coming through that in a 12-step program. But we, we go through the 12 steps with them. And the first thing I say every time, or, you know, that we say when, whenever we minister to them on a, on a monthly basis, we go through the steps, the 12 steps. And as we do that, we apply Scripture to it. And we just tell them up front, we're not here to talk about other gods. We're here to talk about the God of the Bible. If you don't like that, you're free to leave. We're not judging you, not doing anything. We're just here talking about the God of the Bible because that's the God with the answers. From our perspective, all roads don't lead to God. God is who God says He is in His Word. And the only way to the Father is through what? Jesus Christ. Jesus told Nicodemus, educated man, one of the top Pharisees told Nicodemus, a man must be born again. He must be born a second time. That which is born of the water of the womb is one thing, but that which is born of the Spirit is something different. And a man must be born again, has to be born again. Can you say amen to that? So today, what I'm telling you is, you and I are led by the Spirit and we yield to the Spirit of God. I'm not saying to you today that you can be. I'm telling you today we are. Amen? I'm not saying today that you can be. That's a given. I'm declaring today we are led by the Spirit of God and we yield to the knowing of the Spirit of God, not the knowing of everything else. And we know the difference. Everybody say today, I receive this. Say it again, I receive this message. Say it again. Say it again. Amen. In the name of Jesus.